it's Thursday, and you are listening to yet another episode of Days of the New. I'm Kevin, as always, joined by my co-host, Nick. How are we doing, Nick? I'm great. I'm very excited to talk about this album that I never heard before until last week. So thanks for picking this one. Hey, man, I've been waiting for this in season one. And like, you've always tried to like skirt it like, you know, we should like probably like address some of the heavy hitters. It's like, no. Yeah, that's because no, nobody's like, hey, guys, in the in the fucking chat. Hey, guys, can you uh, do this obscure album that only Kevin knows? They're always like, <laughs> when are you going to do Static X, you assholes? Uh, later, <laughs> after this, we're doing fucking Earth Crisis today. And I am so excited. My apologies to the vast majority of you that don't know what an Earth Crisis is. <laughs> well, that's that's why you're here. Yeah, you're going to learn something today. That's the reason why we dropped 30 spots in Canada's iTunes charts under the music history uh, <laughs> category. We are, we are now hanging out at, uh, I believe, 238. Yeah, I mean, we charted in America last week again. We, really? we only ever chart for one day, though, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to chart during the pandemic when everybody was listening to podcasts before every asshole like us started making a podcast. And now there's too many goddamn <laughs> podcasts. Well, real quick, before we get into Earth Crisis, we do have a follow up. So we did the first official Days of the New Caption contest. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go over to our Instagram and you'll see a picture of Tommy Vexed wearing a T-shirt that says pure blood and doing finger quotes to uh, a guy sitting across from at Whole Foods that I saw as I was buying groceries. So uh, we had a caption <laughs> contest and we wanted to call out the winners. So I guess some of my favorites runners up, we have um, typical trapped fan trying to tell you why Trump won the 2020 election all along. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I like the one that was because <laughs> he's sitting across from a guy with dreadlocks, which says, so to answer your question, guy from corn I had lunch with. Yes, I'm willing to give Bobby Reeves and Shifty a pass to use that <laughs> word when we tour together. That was uh, Dave Bramel underscore Y. But the winner goes to uh, Katie K. Almond with the late entry of, I mean, the guy can't even say his own name right. He's still calling himself Kevin DeLore. Uh, if you heard our last tool episode, you'll probably get that joke. And if you didn't, it's fine. Disregard. You can skip this section even. Uh, Katie will DM you. Um, and I think Kevin's going to send you the uh, original edition of the Earth Crisis CD that we're talking about today. Yes, you are going to get a used copy of Earth Crisis's Slither. And this one is the interactive. Oh, it's a CD-ROM? Yeah, there's a game on here. There's a Sweet. video game on here. And uh, I tried to play it. And you have to reinstall Windows 98 in order to get it to play. And I'm not making that up. So if you can get that to work, good luck. <laughs> so I guess we should uh, introduce our guest. Yes. Making her second appearance. Yes. We are once again joined by Madeline from Hardcore Hotline. Madeline, welcome back. It's a pleasure, for sure, for sure. I never thought I'd be back. <laughs> um, Your second appearance on a new metal podcast? Yeah, you know, it's, but I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's time. I feel like this is my, this is my time to shine because I was a new metal teenager and also I am currently a straight edge adult, so. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. It's pretty much the most the the least interesting thing about you, but um, you are our subject matter expert here, and you will be speaking for all straight edge people. I will, I will, and I I usually do on Hardcore Hotline, um, which is why people get so mad at me. But 
apparently sometimes I don't do straight edge right. No. Oh, really? I don't know what that means. Like you yeah. just like you're doing fine and then you just rip a Marlboro Red real quick. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's sometimes I'll be I'll be out and someone will be like shot of Malort. And I'm like, well, I can't disrespect someone's culture. Fair. Um, so you that have to fair. take it, you know, or I have to do a whip it real quick before I go into a test <laughs> just to get just to get the brain cells deadened a little bit to put up with it. But yeah, mostly it's because I do things like I drink caffeine. So mm. oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So Earth Crisis and Straight Edge are synonymous. And I had this whole thing written up about Straight Edge. And then I crossed it all out. Because if you don't know what Straight Edge is by now, like there's a million documentaries. Go fucking figure it out. The most basic version is after punk went new wave, we got hardcore. And in hardcore, we got a band called Minor Threat. And in Minor Threat, we got a 46 second song that would give birth to a movement called Straight Edge. And it's pretty fucking simple. Don't do drugs. Don't drink don't smoke and that's that's it that's straight edge but you can take it way farther than that if you want <laughs> yes you can yes you absolutely can so let's travel back to the late 80s and the rise of the youth crew movement and bands like gorilla biscuits and bold and youth of today and they kind of slowed down from kind of the breakneck pace of Minor Threat, and we got a little bit more of the gang vocals, and everybody started dressing like a jock. In retrospect, all of that seems quaint, because as the 90s dawned, a new crop of kids would take that straight-edge youth crew sound and mix it with heavy metal. Now, one of, if not the most important parts of the metal influence was this. <laughs> Yes, the breakdown. Maybe the greatest thing in music. Yeah, it's the most essential part of hardcore. So I'm going to canvas the room real quick. Nick, what is your favorite breakdown of all time? So like I thought about it for like one second and I knew the answer. And it is the breakdown from the song Cities in Years by Every Time I Die from the album The Big Dirty. We're going back and forth and back and forth. That's really good. Sometimes a breakdown can be one chord. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Madeline, what you got? Oh, gosh. You know, I thought about it and I had to be complicated because um, (laughs) basically any Converge song, but also I think Dillinger Escape Plan, Sunshine the Werewolf. Oh, that's a good one. But also I saw Knocked Loose at adjacent fest and arf arf and i gotta say the arf arf it really gets a crowd going like i i was sitting there i was waiting for it i was surrounded by youths covered in sand 
and the arf arf came on and it was just a magical moment um everyone left after the arf arf yeah but... no i mean it's like when you go see third eye blind as soon as they play semi-charm kind of life you're out yeah you know if you go see knock loose you hear arf arf you're you're done after the break yeah you're like oh great now i gotta go get my bucket of chicken tenders yeah. for 33 dollars. <laughs> i just found a video called seven minutes of uninterrupted arf arf Okay, I'm not playing that for seven minutes. I mean, but you hear the arf arf and and it's like, you're like, you know what? I am going to break my neighbor's nose, yeah. like immediately. <laughs> There's no question that, that the people around me are getting a concussion right now yeah, because that man said arf arf. Kids, I'm just going to remind you, if you're going to get into hardcore, make sure you're still on your parents' insurance. And then as soon as that drops, get the fuck out. Yeah. When you turn 27, like start playing, listening to country music. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start moving towards the back and crossing your arms. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other way. Yeah. Real quick. This is my favorite breakdown. President Trump, if you see this, please save us. I don't even see our American flag anymore. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It's Barry, your dad. Yes, we yeah. are a, yeah. a, a, a Barrier Dead fan podcast. We, we all know that. <laughs> I feel like a good breakdown is something that would cause any peaceful, left-leaning, even Pacific Northwesterner to just be like, you know what? This place is going up in flames immediately. <laughs> Violence has overtaken me and there's nothing I can do about it. We need to clip that. Like, it just occasionally in this show, we're going to need to hear that clip from Madeline. Violence has overtaken me. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's our new drop. That's our new drop. Violence has overtaken me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, I love when a guy's like, it's all about unity. It's all about love. We're building a positive thing here. And then five seconds later, I'm just punching yeah. the person yeah. next to and me then, yeah, yeah the pit yeah. call is something like now ruin the person next to you's life <laughs> yes destroy their marriage <laughs> ensure they don't get custody of their children <sighs> so yeah uh with this new sound in hardcore there also came a much more intense version of straight edge so avoiding drinking smoking and drugs was like the bare minimum for entry Additional elements came into the fold, uh, veganism, avoiding drugs like caffeine, animal rights, and abstinence, which, sorry, you lost me. <laughs> this, this religious-like zeal towards purity also became way more confrontational, like smacking cigarettes and drinks out of people's hands mm -hmm. was a, a thing that I saw happen. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I had a drummer in a band I was in like years after we broke up, joined the Air Force and was like stationed in Salt Lake City and got the shit kicked out of him for smoking a cigarette outside of a punk show. Yeah, let, let's hear from these boners <laughs> on uh, MTV Expose on Straight Edge back in the day. 
Oh, Jesus. If you just sip a beer or if you just take a drag out of a cigarette, you can never call yourself straight edge again. There's no slipping up in straight edge. It's, it is a lifetime commitment. And once you break your lifetime commitment, it's like you can't like remarry straight edge. There's nothing. It's not like that. It's just a, it's a one chance only thing. Malin, is it a one time only thing? It is a one time only thing. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. it. We, you know, in life, a, a, a true empathetic person would understand that things happen and everyone deserves a second chance. But in straight edge, fuck you. Like, <laughs> goodbye. There's no way. But that's that's why whenever people say that they've been straight edge since they were like 12, I'm like, that doesn't even count. You, What were you doing? Come right. on. So whenever anyone asks me, I'm like, I'm straight edge since I was 18 because that's yeah. when I could... I mean, at the time, you could legally buy cigarettes. I don't even know it's legal anymore and what the ages are. Yeah, no, I think when you like start your freshman year high school, someone hands you like a cereal-flavored vape now. Yeah, you. it's part of high school orientation. <laughs> They're like, okay, here's your homeroom. Here's your mango vape. Here's your crippling anxiety. Enjoy, have fun, don't be late. But no, I mean, I have always been of the idea that if you've decided like I'm going to start drinking or I'm going to start, I mean, that's really the only thing I can think of. I don't know anybody who who's in their, their thirties or forties. And is like, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start chain smoking, <laughs> you know, or like, you know what, you know what I've always been curious about heroin. I'm just going to try it just once and see how it works out for me. I do subscribe to that theory, but I'm going to wait until like, I have nothing else to live for. Like, 70 years old, maybe like, dude, I mean, by all accounts, heroin's awesome. Oh yeah. Death store. I'm yeah. going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be a reason, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta die for something, I guess. Tell us about your experiences with heroin in the comment section. <laughs> I, I say all this to say that straight edge took itself like in the late nineties and early two thousands very seriously. And I will illustrate that by showing you an old website that Web Archive, thank God, saved for us. I was wondering if it was going to be that. Howsyouredge.com used to have the edge break list. Are you having a hard time keeping track of all the edge breaking? Or have you ever thought to yourself, wasn't that dude edge? When did he start drinking the brews? Well, set your fears to rest. Below you will find a list of dudes who are no longer Edge. And for your convenience, we all will also list their hometown so you can decide whether you care or not or if you should jock them. <laughs> Plus, what better way to surprise your secret sipping friend? So yeah, let's take a look at North Carolina, who broke Edge back in the day. <laughs> uh, Andy Duggins from Fayetteville, North Carolina, come on down. Uh, Andy was edge for a couple years. He got into emo, and I guess this had to do with his downfall. Still a great guy, also known for wearing the tightest pants ever. Buck is on there. <laughs> the guy who runs the milestone. Okay, yeah, he was. Uh... <laughs> I guess he was straight edge at one point. But, you know, I feel like so many people were. Dude, I like everybody's band name on here. Every, it's. In guitar for this hero dies. I am the singer for choke their rivers with our dead. <laughs> I love this guy. Oh, wait. On Halloween, he got completely wasted on Jack and had sex with five girls at once, then smoked a cigar to celebrate. Well, if you're going to pick up smoking, sounds like a good yeah. time. He <laughs> was yeah, militantly edged for five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he was militantly up in that ass. Uh, <laughs> 
the the nostalgia and the drama that came with when they broke edge. Holy shit. Mark Castillo, formerly of Barrier Dead, currently <laughs> slaying the drums for metalheads between the buried and me. Very, very serious. Uh, this is serious stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick, were you ever straight edge? No. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm not trying to be insulting here, but no. No, I mean, honestly, being straight edge is is for losers. Um, we're like the biggest nerds. Like it's it's like like we have a club and we're like, are you still straight edge? Like I'm almost forty. Like at this point, I'm too stubborn to not be. And I already have the straight edge tattoos and I, I can't get them covered anyway. So. No, I would have broke edge so quick. Like, so like I'm a really clumsy human and like about every three days I break my pinky toe on something. And now I'm just conditioned. Like I smash my toe against the bed frame and I'm just walking right to the fridge. <laughs> and <grab a> beer. <laughs> I did take the oath. I got X'd up. I got the merch and uh, lasted about nine months. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was also the time where a hero by the name of William Leonard Pickard was mass producing LSD in an abandoned missile silo and flooding the southeast with incredibly cheap acid. <laughs> you broke edge with acid? You're going to go big. I don't think I got drunk until I was like 22. And then you were drunk until you were 28. <laughs> 40, 41. Uh, so, yeah, it's not for everyone. A couple of fire bombings of fur production facilities, a slew of beatings, and a murder conviction in Utah. And now Straight Edge is getting classified as a gang in certain locales. I watched this amazing National Geographic documentary on Straight Edge, and there's a scene where they visit a high school dealing with the menace of Straight Edge. The halls here are like schools all across the country, but more heavily guarded. A vice principal of discipline and a contingent of full-time armed police officers patrol every day. Because we've had some shootings, you're looking at Columbine, you're looking at Virginia Tech, um, you know, where you've, you're seeing fatalities. But what they are really concerned about is gangs. And because of dozens of incidents this year alone involving straight edge kids, they are watching the movement carefully. I'm crying. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Sparks, Nevada, straight edge, huh? Yeah. Well, here's a. Here's an article from uh, April 6, 2022, uh, from Channel 2 News. Why Nevada now is the highest amphetamine overdose rate in the <laughs> You ever been to Sparks? I would be so drunk if I lived in Sparks. <laughs> I don't even, where is it's, Sparks? It's right next to Reno, and then there's the border, and then there's Lake Tahoe, and then there's nothing else, like just desert. Jesus Christ. All right, so that's that's straight edge. Uh, and, and where we're at with the movement. I lay all this out to paint a picture of the environment where Earth Crisis is starting out. So it's important to note that Earth Crisis have never claimed to be hardline. The distinction they draw is that they are a vegan straight edge band. So they are beating the shit out of you for an entirely different reason. All right. Let's just clear that, okay. clear that up. Okay, got it. So uh, Earth Crisis began in Syracuse, New York in 1989 with vocalist DJ Rose and bassist Carl Beekner. Did not know it was Beekner until I watched an interview of him with Geraldo. Um, they decided to form a band. So trial frontman Greg Benick recalled, In 1989, I was at Syracuse University. I was sitting in my dorm room. My new friend DJ Rose walked in with his friend Carl and said, we're going to start a band, and we're going to call it Earth Crisis. 
Carl was being quiet and seemed sort of odd. I just said, cool name. We all looked at each other and they left. It was a weird Napoleon Dynamite kind of moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool, cool guys. Uh, the name Earth Crisis comes from a 1984 album and song, Earth Crisis by reggae group Steel Pulse. Let's listen in. <laughs> Uh, Beekner had this to say. Our name traces back to the Steel Pulse album of the same name. I thought that album cover artwork really encapsulated a lot of things that our band would stand against. Whether conventional or biological or nuclear, there was a lot going on in that cover. There's also a lot of weed, Carl. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, like a ton, a ton of weed. I literally almost went and found my weed pen when that started playing. (laughs) It's actually a great album. Um, So, yeah, that's where Earth Crisis gets their name. They recruited Jesse Buckley on drums and John Moseman on guitar, had three practices, played one show and broke up. And that's the episode. Nick, where can they find us? (laughs) Uh, No, no. Uh, Beekner kept the torch running. And in 1992, Earth Crisis released the EP All Out War. This go-around, Beekner on vocals with guitarist Scott Krause, bassist Ian Bulldog Edwards, bass guitarist Ben Reed, and drummer Michael Riccardi of the band Framework. And they all treated Earth Crisis as a, uh, like as a side project. So they released All Out War. This is what it sounded like. Yeah, it's not very good. Nope. But it did wind up in the hands of a certain Mr. Tony Brummel, head of Victory Records, who, according to DJ Rose, threw it out the car window without even listening to it. Fair, fair. I've done that with more than one Victory Records release in my life. Yeah, yeah. Tony's like, fuck this. But all that would change the following year when Earth Crisis released the EP Firestorm. This is the shit I'm talking about. Okay, that's way better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's the song that put Earth Crisis on the map. Uh, the recording is awesome. The moshy metallic intro like makes you want to clear the fucking floor. And Madeline, what was it you said? Overcome <laughs> yes. with violence. Uh, and it, qu- it quickly established that there are three things that Earth Crisis give a shit about: straight edge, animal liberation, and being vegan. That's it. According to Beekner, the song Firestorm is about people's uprising against the, the drug. <laughs> The drug gangs and cartels. If you go read the books like Seize the Time by Bobby Seale or Will You Die With Me by Floris Alexandra Forbes or other books written by Black Panthers, Firestorm falls in line with what they were trying to do just to exist. So, okay. All right. I've read a little Bobby Seale. Dude, you're not smoking cigarettes. Like, fucking that's it. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Let me compare myself to uh, the Jim Crow era. Yeah. <laughs> so back then, their lyrics got everybody in a tizzy, but really they're fucking dorks. Uh, the song Cease to Exist is about the survivors of a nuclear war. They've got a song about the ghost of Wounded Knee. And the track Overseers has lyrics like, Yet most embrace the invasion, the strangulation of liberty itself, peering forward into the evolution as the lattice work of our future rises around us. Like, just, it's too much. 
Yeah, music written by like college age self important assholes. That would be way cooler if they just go have a beer. Yeah, yeah. They played the More Than Music Festival in Ohio in 1993. It got off to a rocky start, but by the end, they'd won the crowd over. And Tony Victory came knocking again, this time with a record contract. By the way, Earth Crisis originally wanted to sign with Hardline Records, but decided not to on account of their views on homosexuality. And uh, I forgot to mention that Hardline dudes really don't like homosexuality. Yeah, or abortion. Yeah. It's just a reminder for a lot of you that politics and things like that are sometimes a circle. And you can go left until you go too left, and then you flip around to the right. Yep. Hardline is uh, very rooted in uh, deep, deep, deep misogyny. <laughs> Which brings us to new matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the persecuted white man's music. In leading up to Slither, uh, Tony offered them a multi-album deal. And if there's one thing that Anthony Brummel is known for, it is his transparent and fair business dealings. Yes, absolutely. Paying royalties on time. Yes. I have a quote from Scott Krauss. We had a very nonspecific agreement with Tony at that point. It didn't have an actual dollar amount attached to the recording advances. It basically said he'd pay for the recording, but not how much we could spend. And also didn't discuss publishing at all. Great. Just just the just the casual details. Yeah, we're not gonna give you any money, but you can tell your friends that you got signed. Yes. Yes, you can. In 1995, they released their landmark full-length, Destroy the Machines. It's a banger. It holds up. In 96, they would drop Gamora Season Ends, which underrated, but a classic nonetheless. In 96, they hit the road with OzFest, which, God bless them, because I can't imagine the crowd at 1996 OzFest was super receptive to the message of a drug-free, cruelty-free lifestyle. Yeah, I went to OzFest in 90. Eight, I want to say, and um, no, I mean, granted, they were probably too drunk to even pay attention to what the lyrics actually were. So, so after their contractual obligation to Victory Records was complete, they moved to Roadrunner Records to record Breed the Killers. A lot of people are on the fence about this one. I really like it. They lean more into the metal side of things, but there was a lot of A and R fuckery and too many cooks in the kitchen, so. Uh, the production is kind of meh, and they were dead on arrival. They get cut loose after one album and are shopping around for a new label when they land back in the warm embrace of Tony Brummel. And it is there in the year of our Lord 2000, they release their fourth full-length, Slither. Who owned Slither when it came out? Not even me. Not <laughs> not, not even me. Just yeah. Kevin. Just you. Ah, <sighs> Yeah. The album was produced by Steve Evitz, and this dude's jersey has got to be retired in the Hardcore Hall of Fame. His credits include Dead Guy's Fixation on a Coworker, Lifetime's Hello Bastards and Anne Jersey's Best Dancers, Snapcase's Progression Throne Learning, and a little album by a band called Saves a Day called Through Being Cool. He also played bass on the Vanilla Ice album Bipolar. And I, I got, I... Fantastic. Yeah. But from a sonic perspective, you're in good hands. There's not a lot that I could find leading up to the release of this album. When Slither dropped on Punk News, they were in an interview with Carl, and he said, On this record, we've added many things to the Earth Crisis sound. We have some new vocal styles, along with some of the older vocal styles, like on All At War. It's just not one style the whole way through. 
They, they also asked him what he's listening to right now. And he said, I'm listening to the Best of Queen and the new Incubus record. That makes a lot of sense. It makes okay. a lot of sense. And then I found this press run interview with a Bosnian radio show called Breaking the Silence. Jasnio da voli različite vrste ne samo dakle hardcorea već je pomenuo i metal sastave, ali što se tiče hardcorea dakle sarađivali su i svirali sa mnogim poznatim sastavima, hardcore sastavima koji su we really are doing something original. I don't think you can really compare it to what other bands in the aggressive music scenes are doing. Basically, what he's doing is trying to taper expectations. Uh, but what do I know? Because in a uh, 2012 edition of the fan scene, Isolated, he claims Slither is the album he's most proud of. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's one last thing I want to read you before we get into the music, and that is the back of the promotional cassette single for the song Nemesis. For reference, a cassette is four by two and a half inches. This was the copy on it. Earth Crisis have been one of the most innovative bands in hard music since 1992. Over the last year, Earth Crisis's focus has been on creating a new sound for hard music. Their new material reflects this without compromise. Vocalist Carl Beekner has coaxed his maniacal into migrating to tuneful, decipherable, and addictively catching choruses and vocal hooks, at times sounding like a young, uncaged Ozzy Osbourne. Carl's astounding range and vocal depth has positioned him as one of the strongest voices in hard music. Agro-bassist Bulldog and drummer Dennis Merrick provide the most calculated, spontaneous, and convincing percussion backdrop in hard music. Wait, wait. How do you be calculated and spontaneous at the same time? Anyway, yeah. keep going. Uh, and by the way, they go from naming people's like full names to just their first names. Guitarist Scott and Eric's sometimes pulverizing and jagged, sometimes soothing sonic, sonic barrages round out the musical savagery. Physically, the band are in their best condition ever and are determined to take over every stage, audience, and venue they invade. And then in all caps, seeing Earth Crisis is like going to war! It's like they, they hired Glenn Danzig's copywriter and whoever the graphic designer was for that bottle of Dr. Bronner's soap. <laughs> you know, there's like eight million words on one package. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> also, this is pre 9-11. So seeing an earth crisis is like going to war. Some kids probably were like, this ain't like the earth crisis album. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I recognize that you guys might not identify with this description, but it's giving hinge profile of a man, of a divorced man. <laughs> who is really upset that women are not talking to him. And he goes on a whole thing about you women, you don't even know. I'm spontaneous. I'm calculated. Going out with me is like going to war. So if you're not ready, I mean, it's it's giving that kind of, of essence. And that is all I could think of. I was like, oh, man, he's definitely holding a fish <laughs> in one of his pictures and he's his profile definitely states like you should never be married or have kids and also i i have i have to be taller than you <laughs> 
Sounds like you're speaking from a place of experience. I have been on all of the dating apps, um, mostly just for funsies. I uh, I met my girlfriend on a dating app, and we were both holding a fish, and it's what brought us together. Okay. Okay. Only the first part's true. There were no. There was no. Fish okay. I was gonna say you should probably keep that story to yourself. But... <laughs> no, but we, I did meet my girlfriend on a dating yeah. app. I met my wife on Tinder. You met your wife before Tinder. You just forgot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. I met her years before, but I was knee walking drunk. I don't remember. She does. That's why she responded to my message ten years later. <laughs> Anyway, anyway uh, all right. So before we get to the music, let's look at the cover and interior. So my first thought was, wow, that looks exactly like Fear Factory's Obsolete. And that's because the covers for both this album and Obsolete were done by the same artist, Dave McKean. So, OK, cool. Yeah, it's got all right. it's got that thing where it's impossible to read the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of yep. course. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably for the best. Yeah. The interior gives us our promo shot, which <laughs> fucking yikes. Oh, God. Looks like the Ataris. <laughs> <laughs> Who told him that was a good look? Sir, your forehead, you look like you're from Attack from Mars. <laughs> this man's face is 75% bandana. Yeah. <laughs> it's... And look at his like brand new leather jacket. Oh, no, that's, and that's, that's like leather. Specifically for this photo that's, shoot. Yeah. Oh, of course it's pleather. It's pleather. Can't be leather. The tags from Men's Warehouse are still on these. They're uh, going straight back afterwards. Sure. Tony Brummel ain't got the capital for your wardrobe. What, you think I got pleather jacket money? You know how much I spent on your album? No, you don't. I ain't tell you. <laughs> My Ferrari's double parked. I gotta go. <laughs> Anyway, Slither's 13 tracks clocking in at 42 minutes, 52 seconds, and opens with Loss of Humanity. Uh, it's noise. I'm convinced it was their walk-on stage music for these. Well, yeah. You know how it's full of, like, toms? It's like a big drum tom part? Yeah. That's how you know it's going to be new metal. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're kind of like Sepultura, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. The first actual song that we get from them is Slither. And you know, can I can I talk? Yeah, real quick, please, real quick? please. So I listened to this album a couple times this week, but I never heard it before this week. So I'm going to consider you two as a subject matter experts because all these songs kind of bleed together for me. But then I started reading the lyrics and I'm convinced that this album was written by the QAnon shaman <laughs> and then sent back in a time machine. Yes. So yes. So, like, for real, like, this could be the album of QAnon. Like, remember those ridiculous people dancing at, at the uh, to the Rage Against the Machine, fuck you, I won't do what oh, you yeah, tell yeah. me, waving Trump flags and stuff? If you gave them this album, they would just warp their beliefs all over this thing. So, as we break down every song in this album, I'm going to pick the most ridiculous, persecution, fetishy, anti-vaccine, <laughs> QAnon, sovereign citizen lyric in each song, and I'm going to present it to you in the style of conspiracy theory. Alex Jones. Perfect. Yeah, I, I actually made notes for this album and <laughs> I kept writing, who is persecuting them so much? Who is being oppressed? They. But now I know it's um it's it's the it's globalists. the globe, it's the globalists, it's the drag Soros. queens. Yeah. It's a pedophile groomers. Yeah, it's the pedophile groomers. Demons. It's the pizza shop. It's Hillary Clinton. Yeah, exactly. It's... Yeah, and uh, and I will I will plead my case with every song that we okay. talk. Okay. Okay. 
not if you didn't know anything and you just came into this album you'd be like all right i'm with you right up until the 44 second mark when you get this oh shit this is a new metal album yeah oh my god they're rapping yeah yeah i mean even the breakdown sucks on this like come on guys you had one fucking job and then where you really get that like uh-oh this ain't the earth crisis i signed up for uh-oh yeah it's got hella fear factory parts <laughs> yeah but you know it's fun when they say the name of the album yeah oh yeah, yeah title track <laughs> yeah you're like that is the name of the album it's like it's like when you watch a movie and they say the name of the movie and you're like that i caught it i said that was fun i'm in on it i'm in on yeah. the, the joke yeah i mean the the lyrics speak of some right-wing bro bullshit he sings about how there's currently no respect for life in society right after some lyrics about how law-abiding citizens should possess the means to defend themselves like literally yeah. that's in the lyrics but my uh my my alex jones piece is this <clears throat> Something sinister behind the scenes. Formulas for suppression pushed into brains. Sheeple accept without questioning. Reactionaries swallow the whole thing. Won't be rendered defenseless to the predators. Won't be left without modern equalizer to deter criminals hell-bent to victimize. They're the lawless law to brutalize. This is, I like how we're getting drunk, Alex Jones, on this oh, one. Only yeah, one yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. red face. Oh, yeah. Red Jones. Yeah. No shirt on. No, no. You gotta show you gotta show that you're an alpha male. Gonna pop the nips. Yeah. After these ads, we gotta go yeah. to ads. This is really important. Next track is Provoke. And this is more in line with classic Earth Crisis, right up until the 24 second mark. Ultimately, it is a boring ass song, and it sounds uh in the chorus like Carl is singing through one of these things. Here? <laughs> they always come back. To the oldie but a goodie on this show. Yeah, it's 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 a boring ass song. Nick. Crush the fight out of the demons while there's still time. <laughs> I kinda like this song though. I like the part where he's like, back to the back, back to the to back the to the scene. Yeah, I I was like, I was like, man, we're just going back a lot. It sounded kind of like a pyramid scheme <laughs> i remember listening to this in my car and be like this is hardcore like this is hardcore i can i own an earth crisis album like and and, and then just realizing like fuck i'm listening to new metal like i can't I, you're listening to new metal and people can probably hear you yeah. and you should probably roll up your yeah. window no it's cool Lord, it's the new earth okay. crisis <laughs> and they're like sure whatever that's 311 <laughs> Uh, Nemesis. This was the lead-off single, and boy howdy, this ain't it. If you're a new metal kid, and this is your first introduction to the band, it's kind of like, eh. And if you're a hardcore kid, and have been into this band forever, it's kind of, eh. So there's, there's better <laughs> shit happening on both sides Double of the fence. Yeah, it's, eh. yeah, you're not winning. This one, it's like, um, they kept trying to say something, and they were, they were like, we're so close to getting the, the message, but we'll just continue to just word salad <laughs> yep alex i turned myself into a monster to fight against the monsters of the world there you go aggress as a new metal song it's a b minus fear factory song is aggress a word yes like, is, i looked like it up a... it actually is yeah. a word oh, okay. yeah 
Is it? It's like the verb of aggression. Yes. To aggress. Yes. Okay. All right. This whole album is like a compliment sandwich. Like you take two slices of compliment, which is Earth Crisis is historically a very good band. And there are some okay parts on Slither. And then in the middle, you have a wet, turgid, peanut-filled, veiny shit. Yeah. I mean, when I wear my camo Earth Crisis long sleeve, I feel like when I wear it, I'm saying, but not Slither. Don't (laughs) get me wrong. The other stuff. And also, I am not vegan, which is why I am at Burger King. (laughs) Alex. Alex is uh, Alex uh, for aggressism. Tried to stop my progress, set a wall in my path. Tried everything possible to make me come in last. Wanted so hard to see me fall and to stay down. <laughs> I, again, who whomst is persecuting these men? Demons. <laughs> who is who is pushing them down? The Clinton News Network. <laughs> I feel like the persecution is the friends we made along the way. Dick pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make fun of the, the most heavily armed segment of society. I just tell a bass player he's not good at his job. Well, and he's he knows like, that already. Yeah, he does. So he plays There's, the bass. I know, I know. My my 37 cats could play the bass. It's... <laughs> It's a great band name for a new metal band, 37 Cats. 37 Cats. They're like, how'd you get up with that name? I'm like, I counted how many were in my house that day. <laughs> Jesus. How do you get the number just varies for you? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. There's there's a lot. I lead an interesting life. I look forward to uh, the Hardcore Hotline episode on Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Yes, when we find you crushed under a stack of National Geographics and the 37 cats. Yeah, the cats are eating me and then they find a will and it just says it's fine. It was meant to be this way. And then they come in, they're like, wait, there's only, nope, there's the rest of them. They open a cabinet and like 12 come out. (laughs) Bio machines. Dawn of the bio machines. God, I didn't even have a note for this one. I just sat there going, huh? Fear Factory was on Roadrunner, not Victory, but like it feels like they're trying so hard. I would rather just go listen to Fear Factory. Well, yeah, I'm almost always would rather be listening to Fear Factory than doing just about anything else that I'm doing. (laughs) Uh, This might be the first use of wah pedal in Earth Crisis history. I guarantee it is. Alex? Experiments to spawn the new breed of half-living creatures to butcher for organs. Behind the walls of laboratories, crimes go unseen. It's just fucking spot on, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, he's talking about Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most of the lyrics for this sound like something that the protesters outside of the clinic that I volunteer at would yell at me. And I would be like, what are you even talking about? Adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 unhinged shit that these people say just because I'm helping a lady walk into an abortion clinic. I'm like, where did you get that? And now I'm kind of wondering if they've if they've listened Big to this Earth album. Earth Crisis fans. They're huge yeah. Earth Crisis yeah. fans. Check the Hellfest 2001 DVD, and I guarantee you're going to see some of them in there. More than likely, yeah, yeah. We got like eight more. To yeah, go. I uh, know. There's so many damn songs on this album. <laughs> Next up, uh, this was the uh, secondary title of our podcast, Killing Brain Cells. 
surprisingly, my favorite song on the album, non-ironically, and it's probably the most Earth Crisis-y song. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. Still gets, fine. It still gets played in their live set today. Yeah, mm, it, it wasn't bad. I do like that one of the lyrics, um, one of the words they used was unresponsible. That's impossible. <laughs> A Spotify told me the lyrics, so maybe they're unresponsible with their lyric. Alex? Die from the venom intake. <laughs> okay, yeah, that one was. That's the anti-vax one. Oh, yeah. Arc of Descent. It's it's fine. I like how he does the thing where you stop in the middle of a song to give a whole speech. Mm. That was really big in hardcore. Yeah, I feel like they're a real speechy kind of Well, band. yeah, I mean, that was the thing in hardcore back then. It was like everybody was fucking Winston Churchill and like would take a whole <laughs> fucking break to just orate. It was the the beginnings of TED Talks where you were like, <laughs> yeah, this, this does make sense. I mean, you know, especially in the early 2000s, they definitely weren't talking to me because I was a woman. But... I, I feel like it resonates in some part of my life. Yeah, this one sounded like um, they wanted to be 311, and this song was the point where <laughs> I got halfway, and I was like, wait, how many more songs are there? And I was like, what? And I was so upset <laughs> because there were so many songs left, and I didn't know what to do. I had to, I had to physically take a break. We get physically exhausted by albums a lot on this. Uh, it happened to me on the next one, but first, Alex, what you got for us? I'd rather live in a state of war than the hell of artificial peace. Divide myself from the liars. Now it's time to choose a side. Oh, that's definitely about the insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired by this point at Mechanism. I have no notes on it. I really, really wanted to do this album for years, and now I'm really regretting it at this point. Yeah, I'm just glad I found my angle because I didn't know what I was going to say about this shit. This song is just corn. Like they listened to corn and they were like, oh, we should do that. Like it was it was like, OK, you can copy my homework, but change a few answers to make it yeah. look different. And don't smoke meth. Just that's yeah, yeah. can't do the meth. Yeah. Don't smoke meth out of light bulbs. It's methless corn. It's methless corn. It's it's corn if they were sober. Corn with a C. Yeah, Just there corn. you go. A wholesome corn. Alex, what you got? <clears throat> Invasion forces capture a country, occupy the territory. Infiltrated every aspect. Infiltrated every aspect. Inject brainwash. That's about the Trump indictment. <laughs> and the border. Behind the Wire, this is an excellent new metal song. And from that lens, it is my favorite on the album. Yeah, it's a solid new metal song. It's the least Alex Jonesy song. I had to struggle to find the, uh, the, the All right, what'd you come up with? A blind eye to the victim's pain that they choose not to see. Unless there's money to be made. Yeah, six out of ten. That one's about the Jews, I think. We call them globalists, though. So no one, some people don't know what I'm saying. It's the New World Order. <laughs> this next song's called The Protocols of Zion. <laughs> I want to see everyone move. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this one, he kept on talking about being imprisoned, and I was like, who, again, who is, imp who, who is imprisoned? Deep state. Am I? I, I I felt like I was imprisoned by this album. <laughs> and we all were. Yeah. We were all prisoners of new metal. And our new prison is <laughs> I'm so glad I got you all here for this. Speaking of prisons, Mass Arrest. It's a boring song with a great chorus and another speech. Yeah, this is a multi-speech album we have here. Yeah, again, with, with 
people being oppressed. Yeah, I think it might be animals being oppressed. Okay. Are they singing this from the perspective of animals? Because this album would make a lot more sense then. Yeah, it might. I'm sure that's, they, they don't give a shit about people. This is probably all about like the muskrats and stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. snakes. I mean, it's yeah. called Slither. So there you go. The song is sung. The song is a concept album from the, the perspective of a snake in jail. Yeah. <laughs> in jail, jail and the snake. things that they're seeing. <laughs> I like to think of him in like a little orange outfit and his little tongue coming out. And he's just like, what am I in prison for? Sexual oh, no. oh, no. assault, you pervert. <laughs> 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 you fucking monster. Sorry. This one, this one has one of the better uh, Alex Jones. Okay, hit me. It's 2 a.m. and the last of the Patriots is all that stands between this plot's existence. Is there an escape from the mass arrest procedure? Robotics and machinery could tip the scales of power to an elite few. Their wealth upon wealth amassed, a post-industrial plantation enforced by a surveillance police state. God damn. It's like he's in the room with me. I, I want to see the band's voting record. <laughs> I'm glad I only have to do two more Alex Joneses because I'm afraid my voice is going to get stuck. Like <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, hair, hair Trigger. I forgot all about this song and it's good. And now it's fine. I, I say this knowing full well that I will never listen to it again. So like we're parting on good terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's a that's a good way to look at a lot of the albums that we cover. Yeah. 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 It's like a it's like a little farewell song. Like, oh, I remember you, well, but goodbye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex. Oh uh, yeah, this one's got like sovereign citizen vibes. Mm-hmm. So this one's up. nice. I won't throw myself away on a fool. I declared my laws. I live by my own rules. Yeah, that's definitely. Do the flags have tassels? Is this a maritime court yeah, kind of vibe? It's, yeah, it's got gold. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need to give you my driver's license, officer. I'm not driving mm-hmm. a vehicle. I'm sign I'm... everything in red crayon. Doesn't count. Yeah. How does how do people come up with these things? Or like um, the sovereign oh, citizen, uh... where they where they print out their own little driver's mm-hmm. license? Yeah, I know. The answer to your question is uh, unchecked mental illness and a wide open internet. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. We're almost there. Escape. I love the name of this song. Because it's like finally I can escape. Yeah, I've reached the end of this, this album. album. Yeah, it's 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 so freeing. It's, I've slithered all the way to the end. <laughs> you know, it's it's honestly it's like a journey. You get your Earth Crisis album. You're wearing your straight edge windbreaker. You can't wait, and you you go through the five stages of grief until finally you have acceptance and you can escape. And the acceptance is that you just listened to a new metal album. You sure did on accident. All right, Alex. Yeah. Parting thought. Break free. Evade the masters. Not theirs to dominate. Overcome conditioning. Realize. Time to escape. <laughs> All right. So as we depart Slither, I want to read for, to you a quote from an interview with Beekner from the webzine Modern Fix that was conducted in 2000. Tell me if anything just stands out to you. He was asked, how has the response been towards the tour and the new record? Do you think more so positive or negative? And he responds, we've never put out an album that's been as well received by the fans as Slither. It's amazing. We're on 22 commercial radio stations in the United States right now. We're on a lot more radio stations in Australia and in mainland Europe. Terrorizer, Metal Hammer, Metal Mania have all given our CD rave reviews. So it's a real exciting time for us. Earth Crisis broke up the following year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, before they did, they gave us a covers album called Last of the Sane with this absolutely dog shit cover of the Rolling Stones Paint It Black. No. I We didn't need Ugh. this. No one asked for this. No, one. no, no. <laughs> it's real bad. So yeah, hardcore bands are like Marvel Comics characters. They never stay dead. Earth Crisis came back in 2009 with the album To the Death, which was a classic return to form. They followed that up in 2011 with Neutralize the Threat. I love that album. And Salvation of Innocence in 2014. Today, the band remains active, and if you're lucky and the stars align in a perfect X over an Earth Crisis show, you may hear a track of Slither being played live. Parting thoughts. Yeah. Globalists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad I listened to it. Um, I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to until I really like I went back and read the words, and then I was just like, these insufferable bastards. I, I think it, it it could be if it went the opposite way, like instead of like trying to get hardcore kids into new metal, mm -hmm. if it helped get new metal kids into hardcore, I'm for it. I fear it did the opposite. I, I think it failed on every single front. I, I kind of get it because if you were a band in the early 2000s and you were just like <laughs> trying to just make it and just trying to like, because a lot of hardcore fans, it's the same people. You don't bring in a whole lot of new fans unless they're young. You know, no one is suddenly like, oh, you know what? I like that band. Um, you have to be into it. So mm -hmm. I could kind of see them being like, hey, guys, we should sound like corn because those guys are killing it without the drug addictions. But <laughs> we could get some cool bandanas. I mean, much, oh, yeah. much cheaper than uh, Adidas pants. Just slap on. <laughs> A bandana. <laughs> you know, you know, so, uh, and for a band, you know, they're like, let's, let's branch out. Let's try new things. For some bands, it works. For some bands, it's a album called Slither. Yes. And now we're putting Slither to rest. Let's bring it back to the present day. Nick, what you been listening to? Well, it ain't going to be the present day, but I got an email from uh, Suicide Squeeze Records and uh, they were doing a like crazy sale on uh, Minus the Bear vinyl. So I bought a few records. I'm excited. I haven't bought records in a while. And that reminded me of one of my favorite albums of all time, Menace El Oso by Minus the Bear. And uh, mm -hmm. it's the leadoff track, The Game Needed Me. great album 
I miss I miss that band. Malin, what you got? I have been um, listening nonstop to Drain's new album, Living Proof. I actually saw them last night. If anyone is thinking, oh, maybe I'll go to the Drain show, go to the Drain <laughs> show. It was 900,000 degrees inside of that venue. There were pool floaties. They get everyone on stage to stage dive. They ask people to crowd surf throughout the entire venue. They're like, do not drop them. They'll do, they'll go full, full circle, stage and back. So fun. The The song everyone likes is Good Good Things. Just see the drain show. Wow, that's really, yeah, that's really awesome. good. So on my end, uh, this past Saturday, I DJed a uh, Pride Silent Disco at the Ramcat, which was my first silent disco and incredibly fun. But I put together just, you know, a Pride playlist of stuff to uh, to go through. And it's been just me listening to that over and over. But one of my favorite songs that I play is a song called Chicken by Sparkmaster Tape featuring Flamboyant Freddy. I like it because it sounds like the devil when he's drunk. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, if uh, cold medicine was uh, smoking weed. Yeah, it's great. All right, guys, that's our show. Nick. Where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Days of the New. We're not on Twitter anymore because that place Fuck is em. terrible. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nick underscore the underscore. Oh, wait. Yes, that's correct. Sorry. I changed my Twitter Jesus name Christ. because I didn't want to get doxxed. But Ooh. my Instagram name is still Nick underscore the underscore knife. You could find me on Instagram at K-J-D-E-L-U-R-Y, but I put that shit on lock because I'm on the job hunt. So you can find me on LinkedIn at K-J-D-E-L-U-R-Y. Let's connect. Malin, plug your pluggables. So I have I have a website that uh, someone else runs. Um, but I do know that my Instagram is X Hardcore Hotline X, and I, I'm apparently going to have stickers nice. um, soon. Yes, and I have new videos 
whenever, whenever I have new videos. So there's no schedule. I don't do that very well, but I just had a video of me yawning at a Converge show and it was seven seconds long and apparently it's getting a lot of likes today. So sounds riveting. It's good stuff. I, I make videos and edit them with bands that are half an hour long, but that's fine. A seven minute video of me yawning at Converge. That's content is king. <sighs> All right. Good. Well, well, yeah, thanks for thank being you here. so much. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Buy more gold, water purifiers. Um, that's all I got. Dick pills, maybe. We should really figure out how to end these things. Yeah, I don't know. Hi, Google, Alexa, how do you end a podcast? I don't even know how to work, no. Alexa. Bye. Right, bye. Days of the New is a production of the Palm Springs 86. You were there, for sure.